welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 152. Well, technically, it's 152, and you'll, you'll understand that kind of with the, the weekly schedule. And we'll talk about that a little bit in a moment. <laughs> it is 152 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me, the guy here. You can't see me. Um, you're also here with Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Way. Oh, brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Um, it is. It, I mean, we're doing this earlier in, in the week than we usually do. We are. <laughs> I've, I've got a few bits and bobs planned because of current situation here um so i needed to get out of the way if that was possible yeah 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 and it's it's not it's not a case of the current situation here is terrible and i have to (laughs) organize my life accordingly uh, it's it's completely opposite so the isle of man are covid free for 32 days at this point we've not had a new case in 32 days um, as of Thursday last week, which would be the week before for everybody listening, um, we could officially call ourselves COVID-free um, in terms of the WHO guidelines. We'd had two sets of incubation periods without um, a new case. So um, there's there's ch- there's still chances like it could come in on like shopping and stuff or like if, if when eventually we do open the borders or if if however that kind of works it, like we're not 100 percent sure that we're covid free but for the time being um we've not had a case now for 32 days so we're opening up and getting back to normal and we have things like open pubs which i'm sure a lot of people will be jealous to hear <laughs> right on fucking right on and i even gigged this weekend just gone you what <laughs> Yeah, like I suppose I'll, I'll get straight into the what, what we've been up to. Um, Saturday night I gigged, and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did that work? Was it just like a, a normal gig or with a with a yep. like precaution? So, just a normal gig where social distancing in public is done. It was done as as of Monday last week. Um, there was no social distancing. The pubs were allowed to open on um, Thursday, so they didn't have much time to prepare. But because the venue that we were playing in is technically outside, it's a it's a piece to restaurant that's got a permanent marquee outside, so it classes as outside. So within the guidelines that were before that, they were allowed to you're allowed to open up for people eating outside and people consuming beverages outside yeah. um so they booked us in a week before and kind of i think some of the venues managed to get a couple of bands in over the weekend but um not to the scale that kind of we did so yeah just totally normal gig stage up um obviously there's hand sanitizer everywhere because people are although we're covid free we, we want to stay that hand way sanitizer <laughs> wonky, wonky. <laughs> but yeah, the, like every, everybody wants to kind of stay that way, so people are yeah, taking yeah. precautions. Um, but yeah, it was it was just great fun. It was good to be back playing. I was playing with the the my kind of I'll say main band rather like I'll separate the main band second band so that um like t- to make it clear. So yeah, yeah. it's with the main band. First time I've played with them since December seventeenth. Shit, man, that's uh... <laughs> so. Uh, we did one rust rehearsal on the Monday uh, with no singer because he wasn't available, um, and I was working the rest of the week, so I wasn't available to do any other night. Um, and yeah, we did one rust rehearsal um, and managed to get through a set list with minor issues at most. Like there wasn't any like glaring 
things like nobody went off and did a bridge instead of a chorus or anything which is stuff that we normally do when we have have been playing together for a long time <laughs> so yeah, i think but... people were just kind of focused we're like hyper focused because we haven't played together so long and yeah it was it was a really good night obviously with it being the first weekends that pubs were open and and like people could go out and have some fun it was absolutely rammed in there we the, the pizza restaurant sold out of pizza before they normally finish serving it <laughs> nice <laughs> so yeah we, we kind of sold them out of their their, their stock so uh, they were ha- more than happy about it and yeah it was just kind of a, a great atmosphere people up and dancing it just yeah really enjoyed it i fucking bet mate like it's so good to be back playing i am i'm a mixture of of, of jealous and just proud <laughs> um jealousy is is supposed to be like green isn't it green with envy but what color is yeah what color is pride don't know, yellow? No, yellow is uh, cowardice, isn't it? You're yellow-bellied. Oh, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Um, purple? <laughs> go, go, go on, then. <laughs> yeah, so what's that? Green and purple. What do you, get? you, you get like a mushy kind of grey-brown colour. There you go. I am, I am brown yeah. with pridelessy for you, man. Pridelessy, pridelessy. Pr- pridelessy, yeah. That, that sounds like it's... Uh, that sounds like it's viral. <laughs> a case of pridelessy. Yeah, so like like I say, I've been out, I've practiced, I've gigged, I've got practice with the other band for gigs with the other band coming up. Um yeah, it like it's it's really weird. Like I I I went the longest that I've ever gone without gigging by double at this point. I think we did four and a half months yeah. where I did where I didn't gig, which is the longest I've gone without gigging since i was 19 um and it was it it was very weird at the time and we didn't we didn't see any of this coming like literally even when the announcements were made that we were kind of like going to treat ourselves as covid free from thursday initially the, the government were like we're going to keep social distancing in place we're going to reduce it to one meter we're going to open venues but have a like a, a noise limit so that you don't have to shout to each other yeah. um but basically what we did was we um we followed what New Zealand have done, which they they eliminated it for a while before they opened the border with the UK. So guess what? We're not doing anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, New Zealand opened the borders, uh, to, but they 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 just gone as right. There's nothing about we've had it for gone for a while, so they just kind of opened everything up. And our government looked at that and said, "We're going to keep the borders closed. We know that there might be a time where we look at changing that, but for now, we're going to keep it closed." So do you know what? Let's open everything up. Let's not worry about it if you don't want to go out you you don't have to by any means like you just treat it as people uh, can treat it how they want if they're if they're worried they can socially distance if they want they can like uh, ask people to stay stay a little bit clear they can not like push in in places and stuff yeah that's yeah. totally fine but at the same time there's no point in living in total fear of something that almost certainly isn't here at the moment yeah yeah i mean you've got the data to to suggest that it, it is it's completely wiped out in your in your bubble, essentially. So. Yeah, we're, and like we're still doing testing. There's, we're, we're averaging, I think, twenty three tests a day, and it's still based on like if if you have symptoms, because obviously there's no there's not much point in testing random people because like the chance of them having having it and having no symptoms after so many cycles of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. incubation periods is is low. So they're, Just they're only offering money on the wall, any of that. Yeah, so they're basically it's on offer to any um, any teachers, any 
like NHS staff and anybody with symptoms can still be tested at any time. So we've still got everything in place to kind of to go from there. But we're, uh, yeah, very optimistic that we're clear for now and life can be back to normal. That's it. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. What what did you use for the gig? What 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 equipment did we get? Did we break out, Matt? So I I didn't gig most of my normal. St- well, I, I gigged the normal pedal board, but I I went for the Marshall Origin twenty amp instead of the Vox. I needed something a little bit smaller. The stage is a bit smaller, and also, um, because um, I normally like hit hit a lift with our other guitarist every now and again. Yeah. I offered to bring his stuff in the back of my van and it was an easier way to fit everything in if I used a 1x10 instead of a 212 just to kind of get everything organised in the back of the van so it wasn't like wobbling around Um, so I used the Origin 20 which sounded really good the one the one issue I did have is the Kossoff is dialed in for the Vox because obviously the Vox is very particular with with drives bright isn't Um, it it's really bright yeah, so it, the the Kossoff took a little bit of dialing in to get sounding right with the Marshall. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it sounded great. Oh, uh, the tenant speaker also doesn't particularly like two octaves down, so I use an <laughs> octave. I use an octave for just can't get enough, and for um, the solo in the White Stripes Seven Nation Army, um, and the lowest of the two octaves didn't quite sound like it was there, whereas it does normally through the Vox, yeah. which is, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a one 10-inch speaker, so, like, trying to handle everything, I was pushing it very hard with the Raise of the Dead at one point as well, so, like, <laughs> it's it's to be expected, but I think, yeah, look of going forward, I think I'll probably stick to using the Vox mainly if I'm playing anything that needs kind of those extra low-end bits, but, yeah, that, that worked out well. The board was, I, I haven't, rewired that at all yeah i only got that back two weeks ago um at some point i probably got about 10 days before the next gig so i might break that open and start creating the two board system that i'm thinking of um but i haven't definitely suggested decided that's definitely happening yet so that's still subject to change (laughs) (laughs) um and then i ran the entire gig with the les ball nice because it's a sexy ass guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no argument there. Um, yeah, I th- mentioning boards actually, I've, um, I've been kind of mulling over in my head, of just kind of um, consolidating all the boards that I've got. Because I've got like, I've got the weird kind of step aerobic board thing here and on, <laughs> on top of that is the, um, the the TC electronic board and then downstairs I've got my like my band gigging board and then I've got the, the like the demo rig board that's in front of me no wonder I can't move in this room uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking of just consolidating it all down and like having like six pedals on my on my old old like band board and just just making those some really really tasty picks yeah cuz at the moment like the, the band board it's it's all right like i've got i think i've got like a a marshall a uh, um, marshall compressor pedal which is it's fine it works well um but it's it's just like no frills um i've got the the dr green tuner pedal which is 
that that works well enough and I'll happily keep that. Yeah. I think you've got one of them, haven't you? I do. It's on my second board. Yeah. I, I think... In fact, at the moment, I think it's down by my left foot. <laughs> Indeed. Mind you, I'll say that. I've got a, like a Polytune 2 here, um, and that would be better. It uh, would. Uh, but, yeah. The Dr. Green, I would, I would describe as functional. Um, yeah, yeah. If not perf- perfect, like, I, yeah. If there was any other tuners with top-mounted jacks, I might upgrade, but it does the job all right. Yeah, and the top-mounted jack thing is the thing that I'm I'm not particularly sold on. Uh, I think the... I know it's a really weird thing to mention, but the foot switch on the, uh, the Dr. Green is a bit clunky. It's not like it makes a pop or anything, but pushing it down is not as smooth as the one on the TC. Um, <laughs> and because I've got the TC to hand... Was- isn't the TC a soft switch anyway? Yeah, it's a soft switch, so it's it's yeah, it's always going to be smoother. It's nice and gentle, whereas you have to really kick the um, the Doctor Green. <laughs> there's some, there's something quite manly about that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I do like a chunky switch. Tuning isn't really a isn't really no. A, it's not. It's not something you'd stamp on like to, to. You're not kicking in fuzz, are you? You're, yeah, you're kicking in silence. That, yeah, that's it. So. <laughs> Like if it's a if it's like a big old dirty fuzz pedal, yeah. Like the bigger and chunkier the switch, the better. Um, but because it's tuning, yeah, something nice and delicate and silent. So yeah, I've got I've got the um, the Marshall compressor. Then I've got into the Mojo, which is kind of like the main drive tone. And then the next drive in the sequence has switched about probably three times in the past year. <laughs> Um, largely, I'm sticking with the like the Marshall Blues Breaker clone, like like a I think it was a Fuzz Dog or a Jed's Peds uh, Blues Breaker clone that I, I made myself, and it's still working. So I mean, I can't complain at that. Um, nope. But I I cheaped out and I used the um like the silicon diodes rather than the the germanium ones. Um. And it basically, I've got it set so that it just adds a bit more to the Mojo Mojo. It takes the kind of the essence of the Mojo and and takes it further. Um, and then after that, I've got a boost of some description. I think it's like a, a more green mile, set with the gain really low and then the, the volume yeah. high enough to boost. Then I've got a couple of modulations and a delay, and that's it. So you like ostensibly, like six or seven pedals there. Um, but I, I figure I've, I've got so many like sweet pedals that are around and like stuff that I play and then go, oh, like, this is this is the tone. This is the tone. And then like a week later, I'll just put it back onto the pile of <laughs> pedals rather than <laughs> putting the effort in and rearranging this board. So I think I think that's probably going to be like my next project is setting this board and just getting it to be a really nice board. So I think, as much as it pains me to say, I think the Mojo will have to go. Um, in favour <laughs> of the uh, in in favour of the Chevtone uh, Messiah. Yeah, well, that's that's my next job. I think sometime this week I'm going to pull the cuss off off the uh, off the main board and do a shootout between <laughs> the cuss off and the Messiah. Um, because I'm using the light gain side, because I've got a... My Kossoff has 
two settings. It's like a, a two-sided EQ, and then it's got a boost in built with it as well. And I'm not, not particularly using the boost at all, but I'm basically using what would be the low gain side of the Messiah. So yeah, kind of want to do a shootout and sound and like decide which one's going on which board. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it, they are they're, they're both absolutely sound pedals, aren't they? And they 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 sit within that very same kind of function, which is seventies classic rock tone. Um, yeah, yeah, and and I just kind of want to like see see how well they both do them against each other. Like, I know I love the Kossoff in isolation. I know I love the Messiah in isolation. Is there anything that kind of separates the two and would make me want to make that decision? Or maybe I just want to have two separate boards and just it'll, it'll be my call rhythm sound for either board. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's essentially what I'll be using it for. And again, like yourself, in the low gain, low gain setting with the gain set quite low. Um, I've I've realised with a little bit of playing that I've been doing recently that I've like tone wise I've I've grown up, I've really grown up. <laughs> I, yeah. I I prefer just dialing it back and just letting the guitar do a bit more of that work. Yeah, um, the other guitarist in my band was like, "Your your your dry sound doesn't sound anywhere near as aggressive as it used to," and I'm like, "I don't know why. I just kind of like." I've been turning the drive down more and more and more and more for the last like five years. Yeah, and yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna be a case where like the gain on on your pedals is almost off, <laughs> and it's just doing the like the tiniest little bit of grit onto your signal. Yeah, I'm not not quite there yet, but um, yeah. The other thing I'm doing a lot more is like stacking. So like I at the moment like my rhythm sound is any combination of a cuss off a cuss off and a hot cake a cuss off and an antares a hot cake and an antares like <laughs> because i've got so many different like combinations like yeah my my kind of rhythm tones is any any combination of those and then just a tube screamer to kind of push them into lead and, yeah. and if i want any heavy drive i forget heavy drive and i just use fuzz <laughs> Slam that razor the dead on and blow people's heads off. It really is a, a little box of smiles, that is, isn't it? The uh, the razor dead. Yeah, I I used it like more than I normally would <laughs> at, the, at the weekend because you know I I don't, I don't get it because it's a mostly like a, a poppy covers band like for um, doing like functions and stuff. There's there's not many times I get to kind of let rip. So like the end of Johnny Be Good, we throw an extra few solos in. So. I, kicked in the fuzz instead oh hells yeah <laughs> i mean that's what chuck berry would have wanted absolutely yeah he did it's all about the fuzz and just letting rip that's it yeah he did it i mean he didn't say it necessarily with words but you could you could <laughs> you could see his heart was saying it yeah absolutely like yeah chuck that <laughs> chuck that maxed out fuzz face onto that signal <laughs> go on boy yeah before we get onto any more chuck berry tone Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we get on to any more what we've been up to, is I think it's about a good time. It's a good time to have a sneaky little bit of um, something that I've actually prepared for the week. <laughs> right, okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? ready. So we do, we're doing another little quiz because uh, we've, we've been doing one for the past couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's really, really good fun, especially for most of us who are still within a confined kind of lifestyle. It's yeah. just 
<laughs> flex your kind of musical nerdery. Uh, this one, this quiz, is very, very guitar-based. Okay. Okay. I, this is where we find out that I'm a massive fraud and I don't deserve deserve to be on a guitar podcast. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's like, finish the sentence. Ibanez Tube... Uh, Tube, tube le- legend, tube, <laughs> frying, tube amp, tube amp expander, tube amp expander, Ibanez tube amp expander. That's the one. Isn't That's it? the one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really hoping this is not the case. <laughs> right, are you ready, Matt? Because this is uh, uh, as I'll ever be. This is a really good question. This one. Right. So we start with question one because I've written one down. We are. Yes. Yeah. We we are working a chronological question order, and like Excellent. I said, there are eight questions. So play along at home, uh, right? So uh, Gibson make guitars such as the ES one fifty, the ES one seven five, the ES three hundred, the ES three three five, etc. 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 Yeah. What does the ES stand for? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna give you I, a, I, I'm gonna give you a bonus point here if you can tell me what the numbers stand for. Okay, I know that. So beautiful. You, so you can pick up some points on this one. I'll give you a clue as well. Es does not stand for extra sexy. Although, I think they should probably switch it to that now. I just like I'm trying to think, and I know what links all of the es guitars together in how they're made, but I don't know how to say that with words that start with E and S. Oh, yeah, yeah like, the, there's no way. There's absolutely no way you guess it. <laughs> so that's not what ES stands for. It doesn't stand for hollow body. <laughs> yeah. E, e hollow's body. <laughs> um, and it's not the factory they're made in either. No. Um, so I'm going to have a complete and utter guess that this is the guy... Who invented the hollow body Gibson? Yeah, yeah Eric Santana. Yeah, a conflation of two two seventies seventies uh, <laughs> rock legends. Eric Santana, right? Yeah, Eric Santana, right? Number two. I've number... definitely got that first one half wrong. Okay. Yep. Uh, so the there is kind of widely known the primary reason that electric guitars were developed. There was like. Uh, a really kind of obvious um obvious reason as to why electric guitars were developed at the time um it's it's a piece of common knowledge that i've heard a few times um but there there was like a lot of um uh, a lot of sources kind of suggest this is this is one of the main reasons why electric guitars were developed okay it wasn't to do with men needing to get laid more <laughs> like less yeah. needing to get laid less yeah we we've got we, we we need to use this technology somehow to increase the laidness laidosity uh you you all good with that one you reckon yeah, I've, I've written an answer down I, I couldn't tell you whether it's right or not awesome right so uh the um the product name of the first Fender guitar. Its product name when it was released, or its product name now? That tells me that you know the answer to this one. And if you can tell me why they changed it as well, 
That'll be a bonus point. Double loss. I'm throwing bonus points around like they're candy this week, aren't I? Right, okay, got that one. And I'm certain I've got two points there. Boom. Well done. There was a, lar a large pause uh, of, of kind of silence in that. And hopefully, I'm 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 expecting that the uh, the audience will be able to hear a giant glug that came through my <laughs> microphone. Perfect, indeed. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, I'm drinking something which is not necessarily water today. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's proper pub pub quiz. Uh, so what did we get up to? Question number four. Question four. number four. Number four. Numero foros. Um, what? Numero foros. As, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to catro. Yeah, quadro. foros. Foros, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how that's that's the British do uh, foreign languages. <laughs> um, what was odd? Or what was unusual? Uh, unusual. <laughs> unusual. Unusual. Unusual, yeah, that's a word. Uh, what was unusual about the Dan Armstrong slash Ampeg guitars of the 60s? There are potentially two answers to this one, but there's one that's really striking. Ampeg guitars? Yeah, yeah, Dan, da yeah, Dan Armstrong. It was made, made on behalf of the Ampeg company. Um... I, I I don't know the answer to this. Uh, right, so early Foo Fighters. Think, yeah, so uh, what I've written down is what you're now confirming to me. Yeah, yeah, early Foo Fighters is 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 a way to think about it. Um, right, so question number five. Number five. I think anyway. Adin yeah, what, what, what I've written down. Does make me think Foo Fighters when I think about it. Yeah, like, uh, like I, don't, early, I don't know early. if it's early Foo Fighters or not, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it definitely, definitely. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen, um, like, 90s short hair Dave Grohl playing <laughs> playing one. So, I think I think you're probably on the right track. Adin dva tri What is the name of the Top line, top of the line PRS. So there is like there is an extremely rare kind of like one-offs that happen every every like seven to ten years or so. There is okay, there is there's a line of guitars which are like top top tier, and this is like beyond private stock stuff. Yeah, I don't think I've got it then. I it, like. I, yeah, I'm I'm not sure on this, but I've I've got an answer that is definitely a, a tier of PRS, but I'm not sure if it's, it's above private stock and stuff or not. I don't I can't remember where it sits in the line. <laughs> is it the SE range? <laughs> it stands for Special Edition. Um, right. So uh, we've done the PRS one. So number six. What was considered? The first commercially available guitar. So, As in, not electric guitar, the first commercially available guitar guitar. You know, yeah, electric guitar, yeah. Oh, electric guitar? Yeah. I have. Again, this is like, this is... 
almost like guitar common knowledge ish. So it's going to be before solid guitar. So it's going to be a like a hollow body of some sort from like I assume around the twenties ish. Um, I think maybe a little bit later. I think yeah, I think it was mid thirties when it came out. Um, so it had a patent uh for the electric guitar pickup which went through in 1937 um but by that point people had copied it yeah uh, i i don't know the answer to this i'm going to i i know an early guitar but like i can't even think of the model number or the model name um yeah i th- i think you might end up kicking yourself when i when i do tell you the answer I- to this one probably will but um, i'm gonna write something stupid down because i can't remember the model name so i'm gonna go with one that's currently still being made and it's definitely not that <laughs> see <laughs> is it the jaguar the fender jag <laughs> is it a bc rich <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> points all around right so, number seven what was unusual about the first Gibson SG. What was unusual about the first the first not not just like serial number zero zero one, the first run of Gibson SGs. Oh, you've just gone a load of noise through my end. I've no idea what that was. It's it's not not happened on my end. Okay, that's fine. I can just about hear you through it. Beautiful. Is it's still going? Just stop now. Ah, it, so- it sounded like you were in a rainstorm in a forest. Hmm, maybe I am. <laughs> Just have a look around. No, no, we're all good. We are all good. Um, so we the the SG one. I think you'll you'll pretty yeah, much have got. Yeah, I'm f- I think I'm fine with that. And number eight. Right in the 1970s, Valeno, Kramer, and Travis Bean produced uh, or pioneered the use of which material in electric guitars? In the 70s? Yeah, so Villino, Kramer, and Travis Bean. So Travis Bean is, is pretty much the the telltale here. There's a, a very, very... I, I've never heard of him. <laughs> heard of uh, okay. his cousin, Jim Bean. Okay, um, I've got like... There are two materials that are shouting to me that they're different, and I think they were probably first widely used in the seventies. Do I now just have to close my eyes and pick one? I see. So I'm gonna go with that material. Concrete. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's, concrete. It's definitely the iron body metal guitar, electric guitar. I see. Yeah. <laughs> For heavy metal. <laughs> Whoa. Right, so let's get these answers Whee. on. Right. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> this is not going to go well. Right, so Gibson make the ES... So on, so on, so on, so on. What does the ES stand for? Is it Esteban Santos? It is exact. That is bang on. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> right. um, what does it stand for? Electric Spanish. Oh... So it makes sense. It makes complete sense as <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get yeah. it. And uh, what were the numbers for? 
the numbers are the original price of the guitar when it first launched. So one seven five was one hundred and seventy five quid. Three four five was three hundred and forty five quid. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Or dollars, but yeah. Yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah, and they couldn't just stay at those prices, could they? <laughs> I wouldn't mind a three three five for three hundred thirty five quid. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, to be honest, I'd even round up. I'd, I'd pay like four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gibson. Yeah, that Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Both of us. That's two sales here. Two sales that you are missing out on. Uh, so yeah, electric, electric Spanish. I didn't know that. I, I, I knew the, uh, I knew the pricing one. Uh, but yeah. I didn't didn't know that beforehand. Just like me. <laughs> yeah. So primarily the reason for uh, the development of the electric guitar? Um, I'm going to say that acoustic guitars were too quiet and didn't cut through in a band situation. It's exactly that, yeah. Big jazz bands, they, like, guitarists always had an ego and wanted to be at the forefront of uh, of, <laughs> of most music, but with, a, with an acoustic guitar uh, in a big band situation, they simply could not be heard. Um, so it was it was a, a case of combating the uh, combating the big band and allowing guitarists to swing that proverbial <laughs> phallus. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't Absolutely. stopped since. Nope, that's it. <laughs> so uh, number three, first Fender guitar. It was the Broadcaster. Excellent. Yep, and then turned and, into the. Uh, it turned into the no-caster, then the telecaster. Yep, beautiful. Okay. Um, and the reason they had to stop calling it the broadcaster is because Gretsch had a drum kit called that that was trademarked. Indeed, it was. Yeah, well done. Um, very guitar-y questions, aren't they? Really, really <laughs> guitar-y questions. Um, so what was uh, odd about Dan Armstrong slash Ampeg guitars in the 60s? Is it the material that the body was made out of? And what was that material? <sighs> Is it plastic? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's like a it's clear, right. clear perspex kind yeah. of thing. Um, I I believe that some of the Dan Armstrongs also had a movable pickup. Like they had one pickup that had that was on a slider that you right. could just move <laughs> rather than switching pickups. Yeah, you just move your pickup up in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, Less yeah, base, more base. Yeah, so Dave Grohl was uh, Dave Grohl did play a yeah. Uh, that's two thousand and five, not nineties, because that's in um, the Pretender, which is yeah two thousand and five. <laughs> he didn't play that in the Pretender. He was playing the black... in the video for the Pretender. He's playing the plastic see-through guitar. No, I was watching that yeah. the other day. I watched it with my kid. He's <laughs> definitely in the Pretender. We'll I'm... Google Google this in a bit. Um, yeah, because. Uh, Dave Grohl happened to appear on one of my uh, one of my child's um, TV series, Blues Clues. No, it weren't. Sorry, it was um, it was Ryan's Mystery Playhouse, which is incredibly terrible to watch. But Dave Grohl was on it. Right, I'm going to have to put the video on and get to a position where the guitar's in shot because all of the photos of that that music video are Dave Grohl's face. <laughs> Who wants to see Dave Grohl's face? We want to see the guitar, goddammit, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a black oh, semi-hollow. It's, it's, it's not, it's a black um, reverse Jaguar or whatever. Not Jaguar, Firebird. Uh, Firebird, yeah. There you go. So, we, I mean, we, we were oh, both... Oh, now it's a black Les Paul. Okay, he changed his guitar mid-song and it's still not the one I thought it was. There you go. Uh, I th- yeah, I think it's... It's, it's not... You maybe? No. No, no, no. He was playing the uh, Trini Lopez by then. All my life. 
Yeah, possibly all my life, yeah. Um anyway, <laughs> anyway, whilst you are uh, whilst you're googling at which point he was playing one of these. Um uh, so next one is the name of the top top of the line PRS. Um Yeah, I have no idea on this one. I've gone for the Exotic Wood series. That was in the uh SE line, that was the Exotic Woods. And they to be fair, no, they, they, were... they definitely had exotic woods that were like four grand because Steve Burroughs had one oh, and did played I... it. Oh, nice. Um, uh, yeah, so they, they definitely had expensive ones. I was right; it is all my life, by the way. <laughs> nice. There you go. So a little, a little bit earlier than uh, Pretender. Yeah, like two thousand two. Yeah. Um. So, um, the the PRS line is uh, the Dragon series, and the. Um, there was one one of these dragon series in um in the local um professional music technology pmt uh, in birmingham for about probably about a decade it was like a two <laughs> like a two necked it had like mother of pearl dragon inlays across yeah. both necks and log across the body um and it was 33 grand mental i know yeah but apparently they there's it's it is the like the top of the line series and they do that every so often. Uh, right, so uh what was considered the first available electric guitar? Or commercially available electric guitar. I I haven't got the foggiest idea. I'd guess that it was an Epiphone, but I don't even think that's right. So I just guess the Epiphone dot, because it's definitely not that. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's the Rickenbacker frying pan. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Um, which was uh, yes, around in the thirties. Yeah, yeah. Largely played by uh, kind of lap steel guys, I believe. Um, but there you go. So you like kind of cheating, but yeah, it it was it was the, um, the yeah. frying pan. Uh, number seven. What was unusual about the first SG? It wasn't called an SG. It was called a Les Paul. It was indeed called a Les Paul. I mean, if you'd have asked me what SG stands for, I could have got that as well. Sexy guts. It's solid guitar. It's a, yeah, yeah, I believe, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, they they have got a really, a really uh, inventive and and exotic yeah. way of naming these things. <laughs> uh, that was like a Spanish guitar, but it's electric. Electrics. Yeah, it's electric, electric Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, that one. That one's not. That one's solid. Call that a solid. Yeah, uh, uh, as far as I'm aware, Gibson have, have never been centralised in Yorkshire. But <laughs> well, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> that's it. I'm Orville Gibson from Yorkshire. <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, right. So, final question. Uh, in the seventies, Valeno, Kramer, and Travis Dean pioneered the use of which material in guitars? This was a 50-50 blind guess. I've gone with Moss Wright. No. So is, is, it, a- is it is it Carino? No, it's aluminium. Carino. Oh, right, okay, I'm fine then. Like, yeah, the tra- Travis Bean I'd- ones. Like you you'll see them every so often. The Travis Bean headstock has got like a T. Yeah. In in the headstock and the 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 necks of um aluminium. I believe Villino um made the entire thing out of aluminium. And yeah, they realized that was stupid. 
Yeah, um, I know somebody who's got a base with one of those aluminium necks on it, and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why the seventies can keep them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, so that's the quiz, Matt. You you did reasonably well in that. Uh, one, two, three, four. I reckon I got five points. There you go. Out think, of a possible... Out, out of about ten. Yeah, out of a possible ten. Yeah. And th- that's not bad. It's not bad at all. Not, not as bad. I, like, I was worried that I was going to get, like, one point. <laughs> Just completely out myself as someone who knows nothing. No, no. So you've uh, you've showed, showed that quiz who was boss. Yeah. Um, I reckon we should probably still, uh, still wrap up our what we've been up to's for this week. Yeah. Um, I've done some stuff, haven't I? Um, so, what have I done? Last No Talk All Tone was uh, the JSA um, Pure Sky modded uh, K-Line. Sorry, the K-Line Pure Sky modded by JSA. Um, well, that's a delightful pedal, isn't it? Um <laughs> I, although I, I do have an uh, an amendment that I need to need to put out on the podcast here, which is that in the like the little text bits on the side that that crop up and give you like little fun facts and opinions, um, I think I mentioned that it's got um, clipping diode selection, which it doesn't. So the 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 original Timmy does, <laughs> and the Dan Electro version of the the Timmy does, but the pure. Sky doesn't. So, yeah, sorry about that. But either way, it's a very nice sounding pedal. Really good. Yep. I'm. Oh, I've uh, had it plugged into my uh, into my demo rig ever since, and I've been just using that, like using that with my uh, my HX stomp, and I've I've been practicing loads. So, I mean, that's that's a testament to that. It is absolutely is. Yeah, I mean it's it's very close to being worthy of being put on the um, put on the the mega board, um, as my like second drive. I think I'm probably gonna put the Antares on, but I need to build the Antares because I've got I've got. The ah, did bits. he send you a kit rather than one fully yeah. made from? That's it. It's a, it's a, here you go. That. A B stock one of them went up yesterday, so I imagine that's already gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. standard. Yeah, yeah. Put it up for like one forty-five quid. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. Because yeah, <laughs> it, it might be worth me just going. Yeah, I'll get one of them instead. <laughs> yeah. So I've got like literally the parts up there. It just needs putting in a box and wiring a switch to it. Um, but wait a while. <laughs> it's not happened, so. but he's yeah. The, I mean the the Antares. I keep keep saying how wonderful that pedal is, um, and I think in if I put that at the the back end of the uh, Messiah, having that push, just like give it a little bit more juice. It's yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, like quite possibly per- perfection. Because, like I say, I, I really love running the Anteras into the the uh, cost off. So, mm. could do it that way around. Could do. 
Yeah, I mean it, it runs well in front or behind the with the, with that clean blend. Yeah, the the Antares is perfect anywhere you put it. Yeah, I think like, that's what I'm thinking. Run the clean blends kind of at about like thirty forty percent ish, maybe kind of mid mid tier gain, uh, and just get like get the flavors of the 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 Messiah through, but then with that kind of that grittiness on top. Oh. Yeah, I I was running it this weekend. I was running it um, 75% of the driven signal, but very low drive. So I'd say maybe like maybe like 10 o'clock on the drive control, um, but with quite a lot, very little clean, but a, a fair bit. The tone fairly, fairly dark, and then just using that to push the front end of the cost off ever so slightly not really giving it any more volume boost because I get that from a tube screamer later down the line. It was just to kind of grit up the uh, the cost off a little bit more. Yeah, I think there's there's something to be said about pushing a pushing your kind of your your bass tone, the front end of that with just a bit of a bit of volume. Yeah, and a bit just, of grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's quite a quite a nice uh, nice feeling that. <laughs> Yeah, just but like the the Antares will sit sit in your train wherever you want and do what you want it to do, and it'll do it well. It's a really versatile pedal. Yeah, I mean, I was I was tempted to use it as as the boost section because I'm using a like I say a Moor Green Mile at the moment, and that will do that, but better, clearer, and just lower noise floor and like just everything just one better. In some cases, two or three Many. better. Maybe yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a green mile. It does, it does like your kind of tube screamer sound really well. Um, but no, I think the yeah, I think the Antares requires. It just deserves a bit more, a bit more of a place in the board rather than just a simple boost. It commands that like that kind of the the the, the drive center. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's probably where that will that will live. Um I'm a, a bit of a quandary this week though, um, because I don't know what to do for no talk alto. <laughs> <laughs> uh I've done I've done quite a few like transparency boosty gain things. So I don't really want to do like a third week on the trot with the I I posted up the uh, this one, the the cool cat. Uh, transparent yeah. overdrive and i don't really want to do that one this week just because i've been doing doing so the same yeah the same thing the past couple of times and it's just it's something I'll, i want to do something different for me so what, what kind of where my um where my sights are aimed at the moment um i kind of want to do the um the jsa tight squeeze um <laughs> However, I mean, how do you do that as a no talk all tone though? That's the issue. That is the issue because like compression is really, really hard to hear. Like it's it's hard to um to convey in a uh in a video until it's too late. By the time you start hearing the compression, it's already doing too much. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's more about that kind of 
just feathering it on a little bit and the feel, the way that it feels, and you can't really get that across in a video. So as much as I really want to do it, I'm scared and I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, so I've got like another couple of like pretty brutal drives that I, I might <laughs> want to do. I've got yeah, the do, do something flavored like this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my uh, my lockdown fuzz. That's what you should do. I, I would love to do a lockdown fuzz. However, alas. I said um, flavoured like it doesn't have to be exactly a lockdown. Just something flavoured, aggressive, and yeah, lucky and raucous. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so I think the two that are are kind of popping up at me at the moment are the Joyo Uzi, which is, I believe, it's based on the the BEOD. Um, okay. So quite aggressive, modded martial plus kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, the BEE is quite heavy drive as well, isn't it? So it's that's a really raucous, rocky, pushed marshal. Yeah, well, that's it. It's 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 not just oh, it's it goes from from kind of just gritty marshal upwards. It starts at pushed marshal yeah, and then and goes it goes into oblivion. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So uh, that's another one that I've been a bit scared of because. I am not entirely sure how I'm going to do that one. Um, but then there's another one, which is the Marshall Jackhammer, which is essentially a pushed Marshall uh, JCM 900, I think it's based on. You, there, there are two modes on it. There's, there's uh, overdrive and distortion mode, um, and it just kind of changes the the mid characteristics. So you go from like a kind of softer, rounder mid, mid-range kind of classic rock on a mid-range to like a really tight and compressed mid-range in the, the distortion. But again, it's there's there's no subtlety in it at all. It is just literally or everything up, everything to set to rock. Yeah. So possibly gonna be one of those two this week, but I'm scared. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, just I'm, yeah. Show them for the riff monsters that they are. They like the, sound like riff machines, so just get your get your classic rock on or you get your heavy rock on. So I might even whip out the uh, Line V. <laughs> Do it. Get real is, is, stupid. That, is that the guitar that's got the super blends in it? It's got the super blends, yeah. Yeah, do it. Absolutely do it. But that, that then, from my normal kind of sound, my normal clean tone, which is, oh yeah, this is nice and jangly and clean and oh, this is your classic blues strat. <laughs> it'll just, it'll look straight away, the, like the clean tone won't be clean anymore anyway. <laughs> and then <laughs> it will it will exactly be that man so, screaming at you I mean that's what that's what I'm possibly thinking about this week I might change my mind I might bottle it and go for something else um, by by the point that this podcast is released you'll know you'll know whether I bottled it or not um, <laughs> let me know in, in the Fret Talk podcast group if that's something you want to hear you want to hear me kind of butcher some riffs on those things because Again, like it's it's not my comfort zone, and I kind of like sitting in my comfort zone a bit, which is why I've done kind of blues dad pedals the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that uh, happened this week, or happen prior to this cast being out, we've been doing a little um, a little competition, competition, and we have uh, in conjunction with Mister Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, um, which is the um, 
Gilmore, not Gilmore set um, naming competition. So by the time that this is released, that will have been announced. If you entered that competition, I think so. Now the the best place to to go would be like Pedalboards of Doom Facebook page and look for the live stream because that's where you will hear who the winner is. We'll be announcing that live yesterday. Um, but yeah, because like in in the current time situation. It hasn't been announced yet for us. I want to go through some of the um, some of the um, competition entrants uh, and and like pick out some of my winners, some of who I think are pretty cool. Disclaimer here: I don't get a say on the final uh, <laughs> final uh, person who wins. So yeah, whoever I mentioned, up to Mister Fletcher. So it is yeah. Just yeah, because you've been mentioned here doesn't mean you've guaranteed a win. Yeah, um, yeah. As it is, Mister Fletcher's uh, company essentially, he needs to be happy with the the name of the pickup that he gets to choose. So, as much as I'd like to think I'm uh, uh, influencing the decision here, it ain't happening. Right. So I, I, I picked up a few. Uh, so I, I really liked the Fletcher Essentials. I thought, although it doesn't kind of it doesn't hint towards the the Gilmore tie-in so much, I think it makes them sound really classy, a bit like <laughs> the the pickup equivalent of a, a fine tuxedo. These are the essential yeah. collection. I, I like that one. I like the uh, the prism set. Prism, not prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, prism, Tonal. as in the thing that the the light goes through on the dark side of the moon album cover. Yeah, that, that yeah. kind of not 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 the place you go when you're a naughty boy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, chase me. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, dark side. Although I think dark side has been taken. So, uh, I mean that, that that would be really cool if you if you were allowed those. But like dark side. Uh, yeah, probably pushing the boundaries again. Yeah, and and the crazy diamonds. I think uh, I think Mister Moog Moog Gravit has been on this podcast before. He he suggested the crazy diamonds. Um, I do like that. Which is is pretty I do cool. Like that. Um, but f- for me, I think I think the prisms. I think the prisms work. I do like prisms as well. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're yeah. They're, those two are certainly. I think. The two for me, the prisms or the crazy diamonds, but we'll have to wait and see what Fletch chose yesterday. <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. If yeah, go go on to the the thing and and no, actually don't because it's it's over. Um, but for now, for us, go 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 to the go to the uh, the post and answer the. Uh, well, give a name for it. I'll tell you what we'll do. Before this releases, we'll put up another kind of call to arms for it. <coughs> yeah, we'll put up a an, another uh, another call to it just as a last kind of push, um, and then on on Sunday we'll get we'll we'll announce that winner. Um, yeah. So, what else have I been up to this week? Let's have a look. Do 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 do. Oh yeah. Huh. Um, we did an interview. 
Um, we oh, did, did an, yeah. <laughs> last Wednesday. Uh, in fact, it was it was quite a few Wednesdays ago. Now. In fact, it wasn't a Wednesday; it was a Thursday. Um, but it will have released as a podcast last Wednesday um, with the the guys who made Pedal Crush book. Um, and it's essentially it's uh, it's it's like what you what would you would want Wikipedia to be if it were very guitar centric. There's so much information on it, and and it's 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 all fantastic, uh, fantastic and detailed stuff. Um, and and the the guys Kim and Scott were absolutely absolutely great, uh, great to be on, uh, on on a podcast with. They were really knowledgeable, uh, and it sounded like they had an absolute blast uh, with that book. Um. So I urge you to check that out. And if if you did wanna if you did wanna go grab that book as well, um it's bukes.com is the the place to find out where you can get them from. Because there's a Do you wanna spell, you wanna spell that? Bukes. Yeah, it's B J O O K S dot com. Which is the most kind of Icelandic sounding thing. <laughs> we have bukes. <laughs> Would you like uh, a buke? That's it. Brilliant. I mean, this reminds me of the uh, the chap from the film Frozen. Oh, big summer blowout! <laughs> my my favourite character in that movie. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's absolutely uh, absolutely amazing chat with those guys, and we go into go into loads of detail about the the book itself and kind of what inspired a lot of the stuff behind it. Um, I've I've listened through it at the moment for quality checks, um, and it kept me entertained, so uh, yeah, thumbs up. You can't see my thumbs. Um, we're running really close to time, I think. Can't see. Yeah, we're, we're just about a few minutes from time, I think. We'll we'll luxuriate a little bit more in my uh, in my week then. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Uh, I've I've practiced. Shitloads. I have practiced so much guitar, um, largely because of the uh, the lockdown and my sleeping patterns kind of falling out of whack a little bit. Uh, bedtime has been <laughs> been a little bit later than usual. Um, yeah, you were saying this. I can't remember if it was on on podcast or not. Now thinking about it, but yeah, you've been pushing it pushing it back a little bit. I have, yeah. Uh, and I've I've been I've been doing a bit of guitar practice. I've I've practiced a few like riffs and licks that I uh, I've wanted to get through to. I've been playing some Thin Lizzy, which is amazing because it's been so long. Like it's just so nostalgic playing Thin Lizzy because um, I used to do it all the time when I was like starting to play guitar. Um, and there's just so many like monster riffs, and it's just. It it just feels like being young until I've been playing for over twenty minutes and my back starts hurting. Uh, <laughs> but it feels like like being young. And I, I came across a a little um a little something something. So on I, I was running through the HX stump because obviously I don't want to wake people up when I'm playing guitar at midnight. Um 
And on the patch that I've got at the moment, I've got like all of the things that I've assigned uh, like blocks to. So I've got like an amp, uh, a boost pedal, and an EQ, uh, and a um, reverb, sorry. But they're all right at the start of the chain. So you can't put anything before it without moving everything to the right one. Um, and I wanted to play some Thin Lizzy, and Thin Lizzy has, has often got um, like uh, MXR bass noise running into the front of an amp. Yeah. I was a bit too lazy to go get the the because uh, I, I don't run a phase noise, I run a uh, a Joyo vintage phase, which is a phase essentially, yeah, essentially the same thing. <laughs> Um, so I was too lazy to get that and then get that plugged in and all this jazz. So I just put a phase at the end of everything. So after the reverb, after like the cab sims, after this boost pedal, it was it was like, for want of a better word, it was the wrong place to put it. Yeah. Uh, and apart from it being just a little bit noisier because it was phasing everything. Yeah. Um. Sounded fine. <laughs> um, and we all get so prissy about like, oh no, this is not the place where you put that pedal. This is it's, this is supposed to be the effect order. And we've all got our own like little idiosyncrasies about which is the right one, which is the wrong one. Um, but for most people, putting the phase after, you, <laughs> after your speaker. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not normal. No, no, it would be considered it would, like bad etiquette at very least. Um, it sounded fine. It sounded... I, I was uh, jamming along enough. Uh, like, I was inspired enough that I could just jam along with the tracks. The thing that, that got me... That's you need at the end of the day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. The thing that was tripping me over more was that all their guitars are tuned to E-flat and I was playing in E-standard. Uh, so <laughs> I was having to watch out for strings that were, were not quite sympathetic to the the notes that were being played. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was playing some classic Lizzie. I was playing. Um, oh, what did I, I, st- I started off with uh, with Jailbreak because it's a nice, easy one. Just a yeah, kind of like, what, yeah. You just get those the head nods, like the four four. And you just you kind of nod along with it. Uh, then I then I upped it a bit and went to some of the Black Rose album stuff. I did um, waiting for an alibi, and then <laughs> and like yeah, it was, it was legit. Like I was I was playing that and I was playing it better than I I did way back in the day. And I was like, wow, this is this is pretty good. The the <laughs> the solo still. <laughs> oh, Gary Moore yeah, was get, good. Get the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, T- talented wanker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was all right until I got to the because I, I tried playing the harmony parts to the solo, didn't I? Like a dickhead. Uh, and what there's are you a doing? Why? The ma- yeah, I want to be Gary Moore. That's why. Um, turns out he was pretty good. Um, but yeah, like I, I was getting a lot of the like the hammer on pull off technique much cleaner than I used to, so I was happy with that. Uh, then I played a track called uh, "Do uh, Do Whatever You Want To" 
from the same album. I think it was called Do Whatever You Want To. Uh, and it had like this mad run in it. Uh, and I got that pretty much as well. I think the phaser helped. The phaser. <laughs> yeah. It covered up a couple of the mistakes. That's it, yeah. But there's like, it's a really, really easy kind of harmony, um, harmony lead part. It does like a little descendy thing. It's doom, 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 doom. So that, that, that bit was really easy. But the first time it does it, there's this massive, like, massive run that goes, doodle, 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 doodle. Um, yeah, and I, I pulled that out of my ass, didn't I? Managed to do that without too many mistakes. <laughs> I've. But yeah, there's, it's, it's been really inspiring, and I've been playing, been playing through a few more of my guitars as well. I played, uh, played the, the the Flying V uh, last night, and that was that was sounding rather tasty. Uh, playing the t- the two two strats that are quite quite close to me, like the Variax and the uh, the the modified Squire, uh, and then the Fireman as well. Got a, another another outing. Uh, and whoever does win those pickups, whoever won those yesterday, yeah. you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think largely I'm I'm just I'm, I'm finding myself um, inspired a bit more. I do want to do I I'm perhaps want to do something uh, across uh, across the podcast where we we perhaps amalgamate some guitar parts. Um. But I don't quite know how I'm going to work that one out yet. Um, maybe cool. like a little solo backing track competition I was say, thing. Like get a backing track out there and yeah, yeah maybe. Um, um, speaking of backing tracks, just whilst we're still in the middle of a podcast, where's the? Well, I I either want a backing track that I can record like riffs over and then use myself, or a drum track and then I can borrow a bass off someone and write a backing track and then like how's the best way to go about doing that because like i've never done any recording of any sorts and i kind of want to just do something see if i can actually do it yeah right um if you want to get like specific drum parts there are a lot of a lot of places online that you can get like specific drum parts to songs if you wanted to do that uh if you wanted to create your own stuff um, yeah. something like, um, like plugins like, um, Easy Drummer, um, are, are brilliant for that because they you can drag are they just VSTs that you can then run in Reaper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Easy Drummer is uh, about sixty odd quid, um, but you, there's some that you can get for free as well, like um, something like MT Power Drummer or something like that, uh, which is a, a similar like similar kind of thing drag and drop kind of MIDI files into it and it, it sounds kind of like drums. Easy Drummer obviously sounds much, much better yeah. because it's um, it's like curated by uh, Tune Track, I think they're called, the um, company. Um, and the, t- the, like the, the drum samples and sounds are like sampled from their own like specific recordings. They, they trigger records and even like the same... Like if you had the same snare hit a couple of times in a row, it wouldn't play the same snare sound 
Right, they, they, they like a little bit more natural and like yeah. sli- ever so slightly different, just to. Yeah, yeah. So it's it it varies stuff up a bit. Whereas the the free stuff is obviously you get one snare a snare yeah. hit per per note. Yeah. Um, but something like that. Um, there's um there's uh, a website called Ugritone U G R I Tone. Um, and they are selling various drum kits and MIDI packs for $5 at the moment. Um, I've bought a few um, a few drum kits from them. Um, I haven't bought any MIDI packs because I've obviously got the ones from um, from Easy Drummer. Um, yep. They are m- more um, more geared towards metal and kind of like hardcore uh, drum sounds. I figured like five dollars whatever shot. Yeah. If I ever wanted to do anything that sounded a bit more um a bit more extreme, a bit more well, brutal. That's kind of basically what I'm going. So basically the the wrestling podcast, we've now got like a fake wrestling show built in a video game. But with all this Twitch DMCA shit going on, we can't run any music on the intros. So, like, like with basically, when the stream's going live in 10 minutes, we kind of set it off so that people can come in and just chat and get ready for it. And we're having to use free music over the top of that anyway, like royalty-free music. So I thought, yeah. well, why not? Why don't I just record some... Yeah, make your own something, stuff. Something that we can kind of use and have the same thing every week rather than random generic... YouTube backing track number seventy six this week and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I mean yeah stuff like that would be perfect for it and you can uh, what I if I'm not using the um the the drag and drop stuff from um from Easy Drummer if I'm not using that kind of stuff I use um, a copy of Guitar Pro programming the drums on that and export the the drums that I've written as MIDI and then when you play that through Reaper you play the MIDI through Easy Drummer like the Easy Drummer sounds it sounds much better so if this just sounds really complicated now I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) yeah so I mean like I've programmed drums for like stuff that my band have written Um, and obviously trying to drag and drop from like a, a set bank of stuff from Easy Drummer, you don't quite get like because we we have like a lot of funky style like accents and drops and and all of this stuff. Trying to do that, you'd end up having to edit everything within Reaper within like the MIDI editor, which spoilers is not great. There's the it, it's <laughs> it's functional, but it's not it's not very user friendly. Uh, so unless you're like only having to add like one note here or there or like adding a velocity change like on it you you don't really want to do um so i i tend to edit everything in guitar pro because it's set up like a like a manuscript and you can just input it in, in as like music <laughs> um but yeah, for for yourself, I reckon something like uh like MT Power Drummer or uh Ugritone, um with a couple of the MIDI packs, it'd probably set you back about like twenty quid to to throw in some MIDI packs. 
Yeah, um, yeah, that's fine. And then your sound, you're pretty pretty much sorted. Um, I'm sure I could uh, export some some MIDI files of my own to send to you as well. That would be amazing. Um, so there you go. That's a that's a little bit of. Uh, just, behind, just yeah, like I know, I know it's in the middle of the podcast, but like, I I certainly have no idea. So maybe somebody else has no idea what they're doing either. But I just wanted to, like, I I want to record like fairly heavy riffy stuff because it's wrestling. Yeah, and just um, like something a little bit, but like I've never ever gone about doing anything other than recording a guitar signal and exporting it and sending it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is very much that. Or exporting your vocals with a with a guitar yeah. cab simulator on it. <laughs> That's never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a, there was, a little There was nearly a one. very weird podcast one week where my guitar my voice was going through two guitar cabs with some reverb on it. No, so you you sounded very much underwater. Um and I was like, this this does not sound like normal Matt. <laughs> like e- even at the worst Worst recorded times. It's never sounded this. Yeah, even back in the day when I was using the Bluetooth headset and my phone, and you were just recording the stream audio. Back in the good old days. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it 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 is difficult to listen back to some of those. Like <laughs> listening to the the audio quality, it's it's a chore. Um, but the <laughs> the podcast largely has uh, has endured. It has been a like a, a pretty standard thing, and it's uh, it's just grown from strength to strength. And I think that is probably a good place to end it. Yeah, that's a segue. Um, so, Patreon guys, you are amazing. For as little as $2 a month, you can be amazing too. Um, our current Patreon roster are Bimson, Mr. Bimson, uh, Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects, um, Doug Christ of 37... Effects, something like that, or seven seven thirty. I will Google. I'll Google it. <laughs> um, Joe Richardson of Everything Joseph, and he's just started a new band, and I can't remember what they're called. Um, but if you go on Everything Joseph at Instagram, you will find links to that. Um, we have got Rection, Rection, UG. <laughs> um, <laughs> And Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, um, who is doing a wonderful, wonderful uh, competition with us. But you are too late. It's gone. Um, congratulations to winner. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. Yep, whoever you are. Um, if you want to catch us online, it's Fret Talk Podcast. Um, we've got a group on Facebook. Um, like you can catch this I mean you're listening to a podcast so I don't need to tell you where we, where to find that uh, but you can catch me online it is Budget Pedal Shop at Facebook Instagram YouTube Matt you are heel underscore Matt Q at Twitch Twitter to Instagram correct and you are a bad booker I am indeed and like I say at the moment we're not doing podcasts we're doing our own wrestling show hosted in a video game and th- um, that yeah, sounds... the, the the less we talk about wrestling at the moment um, with what's going on, the better. Um, it's Wrestling is not a good place to be at the moment. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Indeed. Indeed. 
And what a lovely place to send us off for the week. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, so from your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, that's me. From Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. <laughs> it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. There are a bit. Bye. That was synchronised, that one. If only we could have done it in harmony. Right, let's let's shit joke it up. Uh here we go. What goes down but not up? I don't know. A yo. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it is brilliant. <laughs>